This is our People Podcast, telling the stories behind South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Foundation Trust. Hi, and welcome to Our People Podcast. My name's Harry Newhouse, and I will be your host for today's episode. Joining me today is Rob Lovesy and Chris Kerrigan, who both work for Serve and Protect Credit Union. We will be talking about how they can help look after your money during the cost of living crisis, give tips on how you can withstand life events uh, that impact your income, and what Serve and Protect Credit Union does to help our staff. Uh, Welcome to the podcast, Rob Rob and Chris. Um, Rob, uh, could you please explain uh, what Serve and Protect Credit Union is and uh, your role there? Yeah, absolutely, Harry. Yeah, thanks for having us today. It's a really important topic to speak about finances around the cost of living. I mean, in terms of serving protect and what we do as a credit union, so we're essentially like a bank or building society, but one of the key differences is that we're not for profit and we're actually owned and run by our members. So it's a traditional financial cooperative. Now, our members actually save money and typically, like with South Tyneside and Sunderland NHS Trust, they can save straight from their pay. Um, that money they can just save, but it's also lent to fellow colleagues that might need access to affordable credit um, in the form of a loan. Now, what makes this different is the surplus profit we make at the end of the year. So we do make a profit, even though we're not for profit, because we need to be sustainable. But that profit we actually pay back to the original savers in the form of a return on their savings, but also reinvest back into the credit union to improve our products and services. So it's all about giving back to try and improve the service for our members. Um, and my role, I'm the business development manager. So I look, at, look after all the relationships with our key stakeholders across the country, whether it's you know, police forces, the Ministry of Defence, the prison service, and in our case today, you know, NHS Trust and Sunderland South Tyneside. Chris, uh, what's your role within Serve and Protect Credit Union? Yeah, so my role's a marketing manager. So what I'm responsible for really is raising awareness of what credit unions are and how we're different. Credit unions aren't, the, the awareness of credit unions isn't too great in the UK, unfortunately. Um, they're quite well known in Ireland um, and Scotland, but in England particularly, the awareness is pretty low, so uh, my job really is to raise awareness of what credit unions are, but also to make financial topics easier to understand, um, particularly within the NHS and the markets we serve. And one of the key things there, Harry, which is important for listeners to understand, is there's different types of credit unions. So Serve and Protect are an employer-based credit union, so only people working within certain markets can join Serve and Protect, and that's the police, the prison, the military, the fire and the health services. However, if you're listening today and you're part of the community, there are local community credit unions that offer support. And typically you can join them based on you know, a postcode in terms of an area where you live or work. So um, if you can't join Serve and Protect, there's websites you can go on, like Find Your Credit Union um, websites, and you can find the local credit union that's there to support you. Oh, brilliant. And um, um, you're here at the Trust today, um, as it is our Talk Money Week. Um, could you explain a bit why you've came here today? and? What you've been doing? Yeah, so we, we launched with Sunderland South Tyneside Trust about three months ago. They bought in this free employee benefit to help support their staff with whether it's saving but also accessing affordable credit if they need support during this cost of living crisis. Now, as Chris said, there's a bit of a lack of awareness about the credit union service that's available within the English population particularly. And these sessions are really important because we come, we speak to the staff face to face, we raise awareness, we've been doing walk-arounds of all the different... Um, workplaces, giving leaflets, freebies out, just educating about the service that's available to them. 
We are currently living in a cost of living crisis, um, where the cost of everyday essentials like groceries and bills are rising faster than the average household incomes. Um, what does it mean to be financially resilient? Yeah, so it's something we're quite passionate about at the credit union. It's our mission is to improve financial resilience. But what it simply means is someone's ability to withstand financially stressful events. So those unexpected events in life that could suddenly impact your finances. So if you think health issues, relationship breakdown, job loss, but also simpler things like your boiler breaking down or your car breaking down, it could all make a sudden impact on someone's finances. So our focus is to get people in a position where ideally they could have enough savings to deal with those emergencies. But in terms of borrowing, we want people to know where they can turn to in an emergency. Um, in terms of ethical finances with the credit unions, um, but also have options out there as well. Because yeah, Harry, we're seeing too many people in emergencies turning to the dreaded payday loans or high interest credit providers. And you know, when credit unions, when there's an ethical alternative they can turn to a not-for-profit option, people just need to know they exist so they can get that added support in an emergency if they need it. So what's the difference between uh, financial wellbeing and financial resilience? So. Imagine financial well-being as your short-term relationship with money. So at the end of the month, you might have enough money left over after you've paid all your bills to maybe afford a takeaway or to take the other half out for dinner. You know, that might mean you've got good financial well-being. However, financial resilience is your long-term relationship with money. So like Chris said, have you got enough money saved to be able to withstand those financial emergencies or shocks that you may experience, like your car breaks down? Have you got that long-term relation, those long-term savings. It's actually quite common these days that actually people have quite good short-term financial well-being, but quite poor long-term financial resilience. And that's all our message, just getting people to be ready, to make sure they're ready for the future. How does someone improve their financial resilience? Yeah, so one of the main ways obviously you can improve your financial resilience is by saving. So just start saving, even if it's a small amount, it's all about getting started saving, building that habit, and then you can increase your savings in the future. But the other things we always preach about as well is budget planning. Um, there's a lot of people that haven't ever done a budget plan and it can really help people build a picture of their finances, relieve stress because it helps them realise where they can maybe afford to save a bit of money, cut their costs, um, and that can definitely help them during the cost of living crisis at the moment. And then aside from that, also checking your credit score. It's really important to check your credit score just to know where you stand because if you ever need credit you'll know what position you'll be in to be able to get the right amount of the right sort of options out there. So for, for me personally uh, I don't have a credit card. Uh, is it important for me at some point to get one? Well sometimes people do say you know to build my credit profile I need to, to get credit out and it seems like a mixed message because you're told like you know don't borrow money essentially. However what we find is sometimes if you know, if you do take credit cards, you make your repayments, your mobile phone bill, etc. You continually make those repayments and it does improve your credit score. Now, the higher your score, the better your credit profile. And that means if you ever need to borrow money, the more options you've got and access to actually um, rates at sort of better interest rates because you're better risk profiles. Now, should you take out a credit card, like the question you asked, it's not for me. We can't give a financial advice and say yes or no. It's whatever you're comfortable with. If you feel you can manage your money and make those repayments or maybe some of those small purchases to build your credit profile, that may be beneficial for you in the long run. To understand the importance of uh, financial resilience, each year um, you survey your members uh, to provide insight into the overall financial challenges um, that your members face within the, within the year. 
What were the key findings? Well, the most, you know, the biggest trend that we saw from these responses was that our members are actually really concerned about the increasing energy costs. And we surveyed our members, it was around April time, so it was at a time when energy costs, energy costs were obviously soaring. Now that was just one thing they were worried about. But then we also noticed that petrol, rising cost of fuel, we were experiencing a lot of employees that are actually struggling, struggling to pay and afford the cost of fuel to get to and from work. You know, and then add to that the cost of parking, if you're turning up, and the additional cost of food, all these things sort of having a knock-on effect. Um, aside from those two key things, there was also now you know, the emerging um, impact of uh, increase of interest rates. So people are now thinking, well, how do I, you know, what does that mean for me? You know, if I'm in a fixed-term mortgage deal or a variable deal, what's the interest rate look like? How am I going to afford it? Again, like Chris said, we encourage people to budget plan. Like start to look at projections for the future. How you know, work out what mortgage deal you're on, if it's coming, when it's coming to an end, what that might look like, can I afford it if, you know, if interest rates go up X amount. Um, there were other aspects, Chris, that were fed back on as well, weren't there? Yeah, obviously, as the concerns Rob mentioned, but we have surveyed other aspects and people telling us about their financial resilience impacts, their ability to work, obviously the stresses, it impacts mental health as well. So it's just... Our financial resilience is important because it helps us explain to employers um, and employees how important it is to be financially resilient overall. And I think one of the real challenges that's emerging as well is all those increases across those areas we just discussed. Ultimately, one of the core things our members are saying is that sometimes they're struggling to put food on the table to feed their families or even feed themselves. Now, that, you know, as we say, if things are going to get worse in the next 12 months, who knows what's going to happen with the situation in in Ukraine, the government's obviously continually changing at the moment. It means for a lot of instability, so people don't really know where they stand. So that's something we need to, you know, be wary of in terms of, and particularly, you know, from the employees we work with, just to understand that their people are facing these real challenges every day. And can this affect anyone? Can it? Um, can anyone be vulnerable to lack of financial resilience? Yeah. So, some of the members we serve at the credit union. There's, there's sometimes there's a misconception that because people are in senior jobs or they're earning a certain amount of money, that they haven't got any financial worries and they're really financial resilient. Now, in theory, you'd think, okay, well, they may be able to save more money. But actually, the trends we kind of see is people earn more, they've got higher mortgages, they've maybe got more cars on the drive, got more luxurious holidays. And we see a lot of members that actually, you know, their finances, they might have a dual income, for example, household income, Life is great, the finances are good. Something happens, like Chris said, one of those emergencies, whether it's health, unemployment, or relationship breakdowns, and overnight that can change their circumstances. So before, they've been really financially resilient, no money troubles, then something happens. It's about them knowing that actually this can happen. No one can plan for those sort of things in the future. They need to just know what options are available to them if they need support. What about those with health problems? Are they more at risk? Um, in terms of health problems, it's, it's obviously unique to everyone's situation, but I think if we use the COVID pandemic as an example, so our members, they, you know, whether it's the police, the health service, the military, they were actually working more hours than they've ever done before and probably earned more overtime than they have. But why was the phone going to the credit union? And it was because their other halves were being impacted with health, you know, with the impact of COVID, health conditions, they're being furloughed, for example. So sometimes, again, your health may be absolutely fine, 
if something does happen, then that reduces the amount you can work. It's obviously going to impact your financial resilience. But actually also think about your household income and what, what if scenarios, if your other half was to, you know, have a, you know, something was going to happen to them to impact their health, you lose that dual income that's coming into the, um, into the household. It becomes incredibly difficult to afford your monthly repayments, your mortgage, your rent, etc. Um, so, yeah, health does play a, a very big part. If people are struggling to pay household bills uh, and other forms of payments and find themselves in debt, where can people go to find help? Yeah, so what we always say to people if they are struggling to pay any bills or loans or mortgages, just be transparent to the provider. So if it's your loan provider or your bank or credit union, just be open to them. Tell them your situation and ideally uh, they should be able to help you um, and work with you to find a resolution. Um, but there is other help out there. Um, there's a lot of government cost of living schemes out there to help people um, save, save money um, that people might not be claiming each month. Um, there's a lot of sort of schemes coming out from councils as well to support people through the crisis. A lot of energy companies have grants available as well that might help be, be, be um, helpful to some people listening to the podcast as well. Yeah, there's two. If you summarise it in terms of if you can't repay your loan repayments, for example, we sort of say there's two types of people. There's can't pay or won't pay. Now, if you can't pay, then like Chris said, pick up the phone, try and engage with your credit provider to say, you know, I've hit hard times or I can't afford it because they'll try and find a solution to help you. you know, try to avoid being those people that won't pay, that are just head in the sand that try and ignore it because then, you know, the stress builds up, you know, you might miss repayments, it's going to impact your credit profile. It's, you know, it then becomes a very difficult difficult to get out of that spiral of debt. And Serve and Protect uh, Credit Union works with employees across health services, which includes our trust. Uh, for any staff listening, what services do you offer and how does it help our staff become financially resilient? So yeah, this credit union service, free employee benefit, South Tyneside and Sunderland Trust have made it really simple because it means you can start saving and it comes straight from your pay. So the minimum savings is £10 a month. It's completely free to join start saving just with £10, the maximum is a 1000 a month. It comes straight from your salary, so it just shows up on your payslip. Um, but the beauty of the credit union is, um, and what people like about it, is it comes straight from source. So they're not actually missing that money, they're just they're adjusting to what they're getting paid into their bank account each month, and that savings is already taken. Now, people can just save and continue to save, and it goes into an app with us, and they can withdraw the money on their app. They can close the account whenever they want, there's no fees. But it also gives them that option if ever they need financial support in a loan, if they need access to affordable credit, you know, if people can't go to your bank or build society for whatever reason, or they're not fortunate enough to have friends or family that can help them, they've now got a credit union service there. And we do loans up to £25,000. 50% of our lendings for like debt consolidation, so people that might have multiple debts that they're paying quite a high interest on, they can pay them off with the credit union, make the repayment straight from their pay each month, so it's easy to manage and they actually save money on their on their repayments. So it's a way of saving money as well. And what's more, because we're not for profit, the money, the interest we charge on those loans, at the end of the year, we then pay back to our savers in the form of an annual return on your like dividend on your savings. And last year we paid a 1% return on our easy access account, but also any remaining surplus, we reinvest back into the business to improve products and services available to our members. So it's all based on the philosophy of people helping people people save to help their fellow colleagues that may need access to affordable credit. And it's more relevant now than, than ever. 
Um, I don't know, Chris, if you want to mention some of the additional benefits that come with the credit union account as well. Yeah, just on that last point about people helping people, we do have some members with us that have never borrowed. They've just saved for 20 plus years. But they say they save us for the main reason, the fact that their savings are getting used to help other colleagues in need. So that's just a really good cause and an ethical option. But aside from that payroll deduction aspect, we also offer free life cover on savings and loans, which is quite a unique benefit for us. So any savings our members have up to £25,000, should the worst happen, it can actually get doubled and passed on to their next of kin. Um, and the same applies for loans. So if they have a loan of up to £25,000, it can get cleared. So really gives our members that peace of mind. We also have like lump sum deposit accounts. So if you have more money you want to invest, you can put um, save money with us up to £20,000. You can put a lump sum in. There's also like we have a prize saver draw every month um, where you can you know have cash prizes. One's up to like £5,000, one of the, um, the monthly prize saver draws. So do urge people, you know, if they look on our website, um, servantprotectcu.co.uk, you can just look at the range of products and services available, see if the product's you know, right for you. Um, and I think you'd be pleasantly surprised because it really is a great benefit. We've got 40,000 members that use the service at the moment. But obviously, I only recently started working with uh, South Tyneside and Sunderland, so it's great to be able to be on the podcast to spread the word and get the message out there. And as um, Rob mentioned earlier, if anyone's listening isn't able to join because maybe they're not in the health service, just go to the Find Your Credit Union website and you might be able to find a community credit union local to you as well. Is this also available to our uh, Choice team here at the Trust? Yeah, so at the moment, um, employees from Choice can't actually qualify to save and borrow with repayment straight from their salary, similar to fellow colleagues. However, we are in discussions to try and get this service extended so they, um, so they may qualify for it. What we'll do, if that does change, um, we'll be sure to let um, let the team know and get comms out effectively to, so people can know that it's available. So how can stuff access your services? You mentioned there the website. Yeah, so you can go onto the website, you can download our app, um, Serve and Protect, on the um, uh, Android or Apple devices. Um, internally, um, there would be information on the staff intranet. Um, we work closely with the, the comms and rewards and benefits team to get the message out. Um, so yeah, if you're unsure where to turn, you can always catch us on the um, on, online. But also, we've got a team that are available to take phone calls um, Monday to Friday, nine till four thirty. Because uh, some people actually, you know, rather than doing their managing their money online, some actually like to pick up the phone. Some people that may be in financial difficulty, there's a story behind it. So again, pick up the phone, speak to our team, see if we can help you. Um, there are times, you know, even though we've got payroll deduction and it's a free employee benefit. We are regulated, we're responsible lenders, so there are times we can't help everyone. You know, If people are in so much debt that even a loan, a debt consolidation loan isn't going to help, we work with debt management charities like Step Change to try and get them the support they need. Or sometimes if we see patterns of behaviour, um, you know, people gambling for example, there may be reasons they can't get credit elsewhere. So we also urge our members just to think about their behaviour of money, like Chris said, check your credit profile online see if you've missed repayments, see how you can get back on track, build your credit profile. Because um, at the end of the day, we want to try and work and support our, our members' financial resilience as best we can. Are there any resources on the, on your website that might be helpful to our staff and also the public? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a sort of financial resilience hub, um, which includes a budget planner and a bunch of other financial tools. Really recommended people to take some time out, whether it be an hour or two hours, to do a budget plan and sit down don't have to even be a member of ours, you can just use our budget plan on our website for free. Um, 
put in your income, put in your expenses and help build a picture of maybe what your finances are looking like at the moment. Um, with Serve and Protect Credit Union uh, being a financial institute, um, is it safe and reliable to be a member? Yeah, so similar to a bank or bill society, um, your money with Serve and Protect is safe up to the first £85,000 that you have saved, and that's covered by the Financial Services Compensation Scheme. So should the worst happen to the credit union, um, your money is safe up to that amount, and it's, it's basically um, covered by like, sort of government protection. Now, we, we're proud to look after over £80 million worth of savings. We have about £65 million on loan, helping over 40,000 members. So we're not planning on going anywhere. But it's just important for our members to know that they have got this added layer of protection if needed. And we are regulated and authorised by the FCA and PRA, which is the old Bank of England. So um, rest assured, your money's safe and secure. That brings us to the end of this episode of Our People podcast. I hope you, our listeners, have found this as helpful as I have. Uh, thank you, Rob and Chris, for your time and sharing your insight on financial resilience and also serve and protect credit union. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Our People podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and check out our other stories. Hit subscribe to keep up with the latest and catch up with what we've been up to on our Twitter, Facebook and Instagram pages. Just search for our name.